0: ...of Buckingham Palace proved particularly useful for signalling practice. While not a scholar, Elizabeth was aware of the political situation around the world, helped by her new classes in constitutional and European history. Her tutor, Sir Henry Martin, from nearby Eton College, stressed to her, among many other lessons, that the secret of the British monarchy's survival was its ability to adapt. A lesson that clearly went deep, and that she has had to draw on many times in the 75 years since. As Lilibet entered her teenage years, the childish clothes were slowly set aside. Hats replaced bonnets, silk stockings replaced white socks, and hems were lowered. She started to attend the palace garden parties and to take a role in small public events, handing out Gymkhana rosettes or swimming shields. In May 1939, the King and Queen embarked on a six-week tour of Canada and America. The political goal was clear and urgent, to shore up support for Britain in anticipation of war with Germany. Speed was essential. By the time the royal couple embarked ship at Portsmouth, Hitler had already marched into Prague, Franco had taken Madrid, and a full-scale European war was just months away. The tour was a massive PR success. The King struck up a genuine friendship with Roosevelt and the personal popularity of the royal couple went a long way in persuading the States to abandon its isolationist stance and come to the Allies' aid in the darkest days of the war. Back at home, Lilibet and Margaret kept in touch with their parents with letters, photos and the first royal international phone call. They finished the historic conversation by holding a corgi up to the receiver and pinching it to make her bark.
1: This morning, the British ambassador in Berlin handed the German government a final note stating that unless we heard from them by 11 o'clock that they were prepared at once to withdraw their troops from Poland, a state of war would exist between us. I have to tell you now that no such undertaking has been received and that consequently this country is at war with Germany.
0: When war was declared on September the 3rd, the children were at Burke Hall, a royal residence seven miles from Balmoral. It was the first of a number of secret locations where it was felt they could be kept safer than in London. The suggestion that they should be evacuated, like other rich children, to Canada was famously scuppered by their mother. The children won't go without me, I won't leave without the King, and the King will never leave. The following May, as the conflict intensified, they were moved to Windsor Castle, we went there for the weekend and stayed for five years, Margaret would later tell friends. Initially, they slept in the dungeons for safety. Simple meals were taken in the state dining room, where the chandelier had been replaced by a single light bulb. Lessons continued much as before, while the king and queen commuted to Buckingham Palace. They were contented years for Lilibet. She had Crawfy and Margaret and her dogs. She continued her riding lessons and even joined the Sea Rangers. Each year, she and Margaret would stage an elaborate pantomime, which involved a huge amount of excited preparation. As the war progressed, the royal children became a useful propaganda asset for the government. They were pictured nobly enduring the same privations as everyone else. They received the same measly food rations. Even their birthday cakes, the palace let it be known... ...were scaled down to plain sponges. And the Queen ensured her hand-me-downs were refashioned... first for Lilibet, then Margaret. The other carefully projected image was of the girls... ...in a tableau of idealised family life. Relaxing by the fire, surrounded by pets... ...the royals represented the British hearth and home... ...that the nation was fighting to preserve. On the 13th of October 1940, Elizabeth made her first radio broadcast during the BBC's.